Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's me and you and David. Anyway, I'm Katie Petrick, and uh, that's David Fiorazzo. Hello. And we're just going to give you a little reminder very quickly that if you want to support the work of this show or any of our other programming, consider getting yourself some sweet, sweet swag. Visit freedomproject.com slash store. Get yourself a mug or a shirt or a hoodie. That's freedomproject.com slash store. All right, friends, it's once again that special time to check in with our old friend, Alex Newman. What do you have for us this week, Alex? Hey, guys, great to be here. Uh, so, yeah, another horror story. This was uh, we, we were made aware of this by a mom in Texas. I'll talk more about her uh, in a moment. But uh, basically, the federal government is funding these uh, so-called suicide schemes, this hotline for uh, people who are suicidal. And of course, what do you need when you're suicidal other than LGBT propaganda and community support groups about furries and gay men talking about boys and you think i'm kidding i'm not uh, we'll get into it but uh, the suicide hotline that the government is promoting to school children all across the country it's now on, on the back of every ID, school id in california it's a national thing that's happening all over the country uh so you call the suicide hotline and they ask you uh hey what gender are you and they have uh, 11 different choices you can pick one or more of those choices you can even put in your own uh you know it made up invented gender so uh, pretty amazing, folks. Uh, and what's happening here is once you call this suicide hotline, if you are confused about your gender, if you claim to be confused about you know, your sexuality, whatever, uh, they direct you to something called the Trevor Project. And that's what I really want to focus in on. Uh, this is a key recommended resource of this national suicide hotline and uh, what they specialize in is promoting pseudoscientific gender ideology and uh, quackery and confusion masquerading as uh, advice and support and of course they're targeting children primarily uh, now if you go to this group uh, the trevor project they actually brag that they're creating community based around uh, you know strange ideas about sex and gender involving children and adults together okay uh, and you think i'm kidding i'm not uh, so uh, brenda lebsack wonderful lady she's a veteran educator in california uh, former school board member out there and uh, she actually uh, was the one who found out some of this stuff she called the uh, the national suicide hotline she got some of this information uh, and she followed some of these rabbit trails a really interesting lady, Brenda, is. And um, one of the things she pointed out is that it's totally illegal to survey children in California about their gender, and yet this National Suicide Hotline does that. Parents have to consent, and yet when you call this hotline, that doesn't happen. Uh, children of any age are given, uh, again, almost a dozen gender options to choose from when they call in. They can choose more than one. They can make up their own gender. And if they are anything other than you know normal, uh, then they get referred to this Trevor Project. Now, this is a radical organization that affirms uh, people's delusions about, especially children, their delusions about gender, uh, while also promoting homosexuality, fornication, confusion, other things. Uh, and uh, Lebsack actually uh, got in touch with them and, and told one of their uh, counselors that she identified as a vampire cat, and they affirmed her identity as a vampire cat. And <laughs> yes, 
seriously. Uh, so once you get inside the Trevor space, inside the Trevor project, then these children are invited to join all kinds of really weird communities that would be deeply disturbing, even, I think, to very progressive parents. Uh, you've got weird sexual fetishes. You could join the furries community. These are children who uh, you know identify as critters, as cats, dogs, whatever. Uh, these are uh, adults who identify as babies, uh, regressors. Uh, they've got witchcraft clubs. They've got uh, so much more. They also have a gay men club, and we've got the screenshots. And um, the tagline is, uh, let's talk about boys. Yeah, nothing at all creepy about a gay men club saying, let's talk about boys. Sorry, but there's something real wrong with that. Uh, now, uh, a lot of critics have described this Trevor Project as an organization that is grooming children. Uh, Dr. James Lindsay, a leading critic of this sexualization and indoctrination of children, actually refers to it as the Groomer Project, posing as suicide prevention. Uh, he warned that something really bad is going on here. Uh, Libs of TikTok actually called this group a grooming organization. And um, you probably recognize one of the former spokesman and key executives, uh, the disgraced Biden official Sam Brinton. Yeah, the guy who likes to walk around uh, walking other people on leashes, right, dressed up in weird sex fetish costumes. Uh, he, of course, was arrested recently on felony charges in Minnesota. Uh, in 2019, he was uh, an executive at the Trevor Project, and he actually played a key role in creating the model school district policy on suicide prevention, along with some other woke organizations. And yet still, this national suicide hotline is guiding children to this very bizarre organization that, by the way, brags that it's creating LGBT communities featuring children, young children, all the way up to adults all together. Mm, nothing to see here. And folks, this is not limited to the land of fruits and nuts, California. Uh, Katie McCarthy with Protect Our Kids, she sent us a big report on this that she had put together. And uh, she said this is happening in Texas. She found it in her school district, in other school districts. She says she's finding this insanity everywhere in Texas, that no one's reporting it, even though it's hiding in plain sight. Uh, and, uh, I mean, critical information that's coming out here, folks. And uh, worst of all, you are paying for all this, right? This is coming down to state and local governments and school districts through mountains of federal money, billions of dollars of COVID relief and mental health money that's being pushed onto state and local governments that are then directing your kids into this. Folks, the way to stop suicide is not to continue sexualizing and confusing children. It's to stop brainwashing them with all this propaganda, to stop teaching them godlessness and materialism and pagan values. Uh, you've got to stop doing this, uh, destroying them and sending them to vile organizations like this Trevor Project is a recipe for disaster. It's happening in your community too, and we've got to stop it. Thanks. They preach tolerance, but are all about forcing change. LGBT activists just won a legal battle in the case against Colorado business owner and baker Jack Phillips. This one is about a transgender cake. A man who changed his name to Autumn Scardina demanded that the baker create a cake with the colors of the transgender flag to celebrate his self-professed sexual identity. When Phillips refused, Scardina filed a complaint against the baker and Masterpiece Cake Shop. I'm David Fiorazzo and this is Christ and Culture. You might recall back in 2018, Phillips won a partial Supreme Court case after being sued at that time, for, to bake a cake or wedding cake for two homosexuals. 
Legal battles began for him over a decade ago, that's 2012, when all he wanted to do was live and run his business according to his Christian faith. Not so fast. In almost any other context, this would be considered bullying. Phillips lost an appeal in this new case involving his refusing to, to be forced to make a birthday cake to celebrate an alleged gender transition. All it took was a three-judge panel of the Colorado Court of Appeals to rule against Phillips and, in essence, suggest it is wrong on religious grounds to refuse to make a product celebrating transgenderism. Now, this is more than a fight over a pink cake with blue frosting or whatever. It's about forcing Christians who believe God's word to deny the very truth of the Bible and act against those truths. The technicality, according to the activist court, states that artistry, in this case, creating a cake, is not a form of free speech. Judge Timothy Schultz authored the panel's opinion, concluding Phillips violated the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act. The court said a state law that makes it illegal to refuse to provide services to people based on protected characteristics like race, religion, or sexual orientation does not violate business owners' right to practice their religion. Now, the left suggests that those who disagree with them object to the idea of Ms. Scardina wanting a birthday cake that reflects her status as a transgender woman because they object to the existence of transgender people. So see how they frame it? If you believe and want to live differently, you're a hater. So ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, is representing Phillips and denounced the decision, vowed to repeal it, considering part of a broader campaign of harassment against the Christian baker. Colorado officials began targeting Jack in 2012 and misused state law to force him to say things he does not believe. Now, 2018, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission acted with anti-religious bias in enforcing the anti-discrimination law against Phillips after he, re he refused to bake that cake, celebrating a homosexual wedding six years earlier. So the justices called the commission unfairly dismissive of Phillips' religious beliefs. But today, radicals refuse to, quote, live and let live when it comes to Christian business owners. ADF senior counsel Jake Warner said this, one need not agree with Jack's views to agree that all Americans should be free to say what they believe, even if the government disagrees with those beliefs. Now, this is a really good reminder for us, though we may not be dragged through the courts, right? I can think of many verses in the Bible. Here's one from Acts 5.29. It simply states this, But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. Last year, the high court heard another case challenging Colorado's anti-discrimination law brought by a Christian graphic artist who does not want to design wedding websites for same-sex couples. Lori Smith, who is also represented by ADF, claims the law violates her freedom of speech. Now, it's not going to stop as activists are becoming more militant and emboldened by a woke culture. We've read about Christian photographers, florists, bed and breakfast owners, and others who have been targeted by the preachers of tolerance. So 
activists will, will do what they do, and we shouldn't be surprised. For us, our authority is the Word of God. And true believers are to live our faith out publicly rather than be silent or hide our light under a table. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Or a girl? And MASH answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid, but kids can be boys or girls. They can be boys or, or girls. Or yeah. Or maybe non-binary. Yeah. It was just like non-binary, yeah. yeah. That's just something that we know. And <laughs> this is something, I mean, it's like, they're four and five years old, and they just didn't make a big deal out of being a boy or a girl. And I think it was a huge testament to how much we've been talking about it in the classroom that you never mentioned the term non-binary. It was yeah. a child who brought that up because it's constantly in conversation. Yep, you got that right. These are your supposed educators who are proudly boasting about how their hard work of indoctrinating four-year-olds to believe there are more than two genders is actually working. All right, friends, well, let's take a little time to find out what other stories are trending left. And we go from the youngest to the oldest, as there is absolutely no age where the Rainbow Mafia will concede their agenda. Take a look at how this poor old man is forced to comply. Notice also how quickly pronouns are corrected as to not offend. Does your non-binary friend live by herself, live by itself? By themselves? By themselves. This is an elderly gentleman who grew up in a time where none of this nonsense actually existed. And you are sitting there correcting him, and not only correcting him, but putting it on camera so that you can put that video online to do what? To show how woke you are and what your bona fides are that you're changing a generation in a man who so clearly did not grow up in that time period the time period of reality but meanwhile let's play a little word association game if i say africa what kind of color in general of people do you think of what now if i would say mexico well, apparently, professors are now teaching that the term American citizen drips with racism because white people are the devil or something to that effect. Here we go. I just got out of a lecture and my professor said something that really struck me that I feel like should have been super obvious that I just had not like connected the dots on before. And that is the fact that the term American citizen is like a racialized term. It's associated with whiteness, whether we want it to or not. That when you hear the word American citizen, the first thing that comes to mind is a white person. And what's crazy is I have this super vivid memory when I was only like maybe like five or six years old. My mom was just about to get her citizenship and she was like, yo, yo, I'm going to be an American citizen. And I was like freaking out because I fully thought that my mother was going to turn into a white woman. Well, she has other issues if that actually was going through her head when she was about six years old. First off, the term American citizen is not a word. It's, it's two words 
so it's a phrase, but we don't teach things like that anymore. We just teach that all white people are bad. Anyway, we're going to head now to Providence, Rhode Island, you know, tiny little Rhode Island, where it appears a high school assistant principal is soliciting donations from faculty and staff to pay off a cartel that trafficked one of their students to the United States. The email reads, we have a student who came to America with Coyote, which is a group that helps people. This group gives you a time frame to make a payment of $5,000 to those who bring them into the States. Our student needs our urgent support to raise another $2,000 to meet his goal of $5,000 by February 1st, 2023. So a few things there. Number one, coyotes are not the wonderful people that she describes. They kidnap and traffic thousands of women and children every year. And number two, why is the email being sent in the tone of a bake sale? Like we just need $2,000 to hit our goal for our new band uniforms. She's talking about paying ransom for a child who came to this country illegally by dangerous people. And by you, the school, putting that out there, is that just not soliciting more attention to the school, which contains many children? If they know that, hey, we just have to take them hostage and say, raise the money, we can get them to do anything. Well, finally, we're going to wrap things up with a little money talk. Pay close attention because I'm not quite sure if I should be offended or more concerned why some people feel all their thoughts should be shared publicly. Has anyone ever actually like definitively addressed or answered the question of why white people smell like pennies when it rains? Like this is not even like, I mean, this is just like a statement of fact. White people be smelling like pennies and quarters when they get wet, like when it rains. And it, it seems to be, it does seem to be specific to white people. Does anyone know why? Okay, could it have something to do with the bullhorn nose ring thing you have going on there? That when it rains, it's not that you're smelling people, white people, like pennies. Maybe it's just the nose ring thing in your nose that smells. Fact? No. Anyway, it's going to wrap up this segment. But take comfort in knowing that there is plenty more craziness on the way next week. Until then, stay sane. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Let's wrap things up by discussing a rebrand of a classic cartoon that has just been labeled one of the worst shows of all time. Creator and actress Mindy Kaling has made history for her woke Scooby-Doo spinoff called Velma. Jeez. The HBO Max show has bombed on Rotten Tomatoes, and now it's landed the number three spot on IMDb's list of worst rated shows of all time. Hey, let's just find out why, hmm? This is my story told my way. Dissing her, she has no brain! And it starts with a murder. Oh, when I see something, I wish if 
I can't convince people I didn't kill Brenda, I'm going to be arrested. I know, but I also know how to find out who did kill Brenda. I think it has something to do with drugs, which I hate. Hey, Fred. Do I know you? It's Velma from school. I have a disease where I can't recognize people who aren't hot. Is it called rudeness? I have an illness! In this day and age, you can't speculate about someone's sexuality unless they're famous or peppermint patty. While only four episodes of Velma have aired, the show has already racked up more than 41,000 one-star reviews. And I'm guessing they would go zero if you were allowed one to give star. zero stars. Yeah. Well, this is no reflection on the original Scooby-Doo series, by the way. I mean, that was awesome. So now some slam the show for going full woke and constantly focusing on race, sexuality, and gender, while others are incensed about how far removed the show is from the classic Scooby-Doo. A phenomenal show, by the way, and it sh they should be offended. <laughs> Everyone fans. should be offended. Yes. Anyone who has seen Scooby-Doo yes. should be, be offended. offended. This is just another example. Like, we should look into the future here and pick out for ourselves what's the next show, because they keep... There are no original ideas. Plain and simple. So they keep having, we're going back to the well. What haven't we done a remake of in a while? Oh, well, Scooby-Doo. Okay, let's just put our wokeness up to that cartoon. They're going to do it to all cartoons at this yeah. point. Because classic cartoons that are truly educational, truly funny, truly have, I don't know, family values in some of them, right. some instances, yeah. like back in the old days, we can't have that anymore, David. So what they're going to do is what Mindy Kaling just did, take one of the characters whip her up into being this woke, woke, woke. And guess what? It's going to fail every time because you're, you promoted this or, or said, hey, we should do this inside your own echo chamber. And so they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then finally you put it out to the public and the public is like, this is awful. Garbage. And then they reflect that in their one star ratings. I can't believe oh it's 89%. Look it up like, the top yeah. though. 3.6 rated Based, it a 10. Yes, that 1,688 votes giving it a rating of 10 are all the people who worked on probably. the cartoon. Because probably. it probably took that many of them based on the Google story that uh, we talked about yep, earlier in yep. the week. Based on how much work doesn't get done, it takes that many people <laughs> just to put out one little cartoon. That's, that's where we're at. Yep. <sighs> anyway, all right. I'm done for this week. How about Me too. you? Me too. All right, we're going to wrap up Educated for this week. Uh, I think we just learned a thing or nine or 10, but one star reviews are the best. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what we learned this week. Well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching, listening, and supporting the show. Until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.